0: Welcome to the Stand Up to Anxiety podcast. I'm your host, Lucy J. Smith, and I'm here to help you with your own anxiety after my struggles. This podcast is full of practical, simple tips and techniques to help you stand up to anxiety. For more support, resources, and to become a member of the Mental Wellness Club, please go to my website, lucyjsmith.com. In today's episode, I'm going to talk all about how my first appointments with my counsellor went and also how my initial doctor's appointment went um so for a really long time I didn't realize that there was something um actually wrong with how I was feeling I didn't realize that there um that anxiety and depression existed I didn't know that um I could receive help I didn't know that counsellors existed um I didn't really know anything about that whole world um, definitely didn't know about self-help either um. so I just assumed that I would just be shy and lack confidence and be afraid of things forever and that I kind of accepted that as just who I was and that I would just have to live my life in that way um, and the day came where I was in a supermarket with my sister and she walked off and left me alone in the Nile. Obviously a completely natural thing to do I didn't think there was anything wrong. I hadn't told her that I thought there was anything wrong, so there would be no reason for her to not do that. And I had what I know now um, is my most severe panic attack I've ever had, Um, and I was just completely frozen. I was stood in the middle of a supermarket aisle, and I was sweating, shaking, crying. I couldn't breathe. My heart was racing. I felt dizzy. I felt sick. I had so many severe physical symptoms, and I literally thought what on earth is happening I have no idea what's happening to my body I have no idea why I'm feeling this way I have no idea what caused me to feel this way I I definitely don't know how to stop it Um, and I just didn't know what to do so I sat in my car and I couldn't drive home I was just sat there crying and crying thinking what on earth is wrong with me what can I do to stop this and that was the moment where I realized that it wasn't normal and it wasn't okay and that I didn't have to, Um, maybe I didn't have to live like this and I was sat there thinking I can't go into supermarkets and I can't drive home so what um, what kind of life am I going to have if these feelings and these physical symptoms that I was feeling keep happening every time I go to try and do a food shop or I go to get in my car and drive I'm not going to be able to do much and I'm not going to be able to live a normal life. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what on earth was going on. But I just made that first phone call to the doctors there and then in the car. And I remember really clearly the receptionist answered the phone and I couldn't find any words. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to explain what was going on. And I remember I just cried and cried and cried down the phone. And luckily the receptionist was like, it's okay. don't worry, we're going to get you an appointment. You can see a doctor next week um and you can explain to them or try and explain to them what you're feeling and and what's been happening for you um so i went to that first doctor's appointment the week after um and i remember he asked me if there was anything wrong with my work life or anything wrong with my home life and both of the answers were no there was no obvious um sort of problem there was nothing making me unhappy there was nothing for me to, um, worry about or that some doctor may feel that I had nothing to worry about. So there was no obvious sort of trigger. Um, and he said, well, the problem must be you then. Um, and I sat there still crying. I hadn't, hadn't, um, really stopped crying that whole week. If I'm completely honest, I remember I cried a lot during my first few, um, sort of counsellor appointments as well. So I felt like this doctor was blaming me and feeling, making me feel like I was in the wrong for feeling this way because there was nothing wrong with my life. He was telling me my life was perfect and that there was no reason for me to be upset. There was no reason for me to be worried or afraid. Um, so I, I didn't really know what on earth to do then um, because obviously that wasn't quite the reaction I was expecting. He did, however, and I'm very grateful for this, say that I could be referred to a counsellor and that maybe they could help me to uncover a, a little bit more about how I was feeling and why I was feeling that way. Um, so he wasn't completely useless. <laughs> um, so about a week later, I had my first counsellor appointment. And when I arrived, I had to do a questionnaire um. sort of how many times do you feel sad per day or per week? And um, how many times do you feel worried? Um, I think there was a little bit on there as well about sort of physical symptoms of how I was feeling, um so anyway, I filled that out um and when I got into the appointment with the counsellor because I had to fill it out in the waiting room, which was um also not a very nice experience, I uh, sat there in a the waiting room, having to fill out a questionnaire telling me how I was feeling when I didn't even know or understand how I was feeling myself, and um, so I went into the room with the counsellor, and she. Added up my scores of the questionnaire, and she told me that I had severe anxiety and severe depression. Now this was, um, I don't know the exact year, but it was. Um, just trying to work it out. It was several years ago. So, anxiety, mental health, depression—things weren't really talked about very much back then. And I had actually never heard of the words anxiety or depression, let alone know what they meant. So um, I was sat there really confused, thinking, what on earth do these two words mean? Like, how long have I been experiencing this? How did I start experiencing this? Why am I experiencing it? I had all these questions, and I didn't even know what the words meant. So obviously, I told her this, that I didn't know what they meant. She began to explain. Um, and basically everything did start to make a little bit more sense. I did start to understand why um, I had been feeling the way I had been feeling. And I began to feel like it was a bit more normal because there was a name for it. So that was really good. Um, and it was really helpful um, seeing a counsellor. they She really helped me with my driving and with being in public places, particularly shops um, and supermarkets. So it was really, really useful seeing the counsellor um, however, one thing that did happen was she recommended a book for me on mindfulness, which was about 700 pages long, I think, I remember I ordered it on Amazon that night thinking, yes, this is going to be good, I'm going to listen to everything my counsellor says, I'm going to read all the books, I'm going to do all the things and I'm going to feel better, anyway, this book arrived and it was huge, and I was still struggling with severe anxiety and severe depression at the time. Obviously, it hadn't really got under control yet because it had only just sort of um, announced itself, shall we say. And um, So anyway, I couldn't read the book. It was too overwhelming. It was too um, sort of scary to start a book that big on a topic I'd never heard of. Obviously, I'd never heard of mindfulness either back then. Um, However, it did give me sort of an idea that there was more out there that I didn't know about. There was books, there was blogs, there was articles, there was websites, there was Instagram accounts, there was YouTubes. Um, to be fair, I'm not even sure if Instagram was about back then. However, now Instagram is really, really good for this. And um, so I began to do loads of research and I began to do my own kind of self-help um, journey. And that was when I really began to see a huge difference in my anxiety. That alongside seeing my counsellor really helped me to start to understand my symptoms, my triggers, the kind of things that helped. I began to learn about mindfulness in a more um, easy to understand way. And that's exactly why I've got my book now, because I needed a book like mine back then. I needed something that was really simple, showed me how to understand and manage my anxiety, how to create a toolkit, and how to know exactly what to do and why I'm feeling that way. So there was nothing like that out there, which is part of the reason why I've created the book that is now available on amazon um so it's really important that if you are struggling and you felt like I did, you don't know what's going on, you don't know how to manage it, you don't know where to start, I would really, really suggest seeing a counsellor to help you with those first few stages. It might be like me, where you began your own self-help journey after that, um, or alongside it, as I did in the start, and just help you to open up to that world out there of actually being able to live with your anxiety and depression or OCD or any other mental health conditions that you may have. Um it's just really important to have that understanding and I really feel like the counsellor appointments really help me with that. Um also if you are struggling severely there are obviously medications out there that can help you. I was put on citalopram after a really severe panic attack that um basically it was just before I was gonna go to work. Really really severe physical symptoms, my heart was racing, felt sick, felt really dizzy, tight chest, felt like I was going to faint. Um, and I ended up going to the doctors because I thought there may be something more severe wrong than a panic attack. Um, but they assured me that it was a panic attack that I was experiencing and they put me on some medication to try and help um, the physical symptoms of the panic attacks. So medication can be really helpful um, obviously, a mixture of all of these things, counselling, medication, self-help, mindfulness, meditation, exercise, a mixture of everything is really, really useful. But most importantly, I think it's really important for you to understand and manage your anxiety. So know what your triggers are, know what your symptoms are, know how or when you may feel your anxiety and then know what tools you can use to help you in those moments of, of high anxiety. So is it that mindfulness works best for you? Is it that distraction, doing something like cleaning or crafts or a fun hobby that you like to do or being creative, does something like that help you? Um, so really try to create physical lists if you can on your phone or in a journal if you prefer, so that you've always got that, you always know what tools you can use in moments of anxiety. So I hope you find that really useful, um, I, this isn't something that I talk about very often, um, it's right at the start of my journey. So it was quite a few years ago now, obviously, since then, I've done a lot on it and worked a lot on myself and improved a lot, Um, especially with my anxiety. But it's really nice to think back to that time and realise sort of how much I struggled and how far I've come. So please let that inspire you or encourage you and let you know that there is a way out there is light like at the end of the tunnel. Um, If you've got any questions at all, please just let me know and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you love this podcast and find it useful, please leave a review. I absolutely love reading them so much. Head over to my website to stay in touch, lucyjsmith.com.